This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. And welcome to the 69th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, a.k.a. Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by three very special temporary guest hosts. We have all three members who are joining us for the very first time. And all three members, including myself, I guess, all four of us on the uh, podcast today are going to be playing in the day one of the Pokemon World Championships in... 13 days, I believe, at the time of recording. So very, very, very soon. So joining us for the first time here, but second time, if you count the YouTube appearance where we talked about how we got our world's invite, we have Averin. How's it going? My name's Averin. Joining us for the first time anywhere, we have one of our locals who, if you've watched my Tabletop Village streams, you've definitely seen him play a lot. We have Elliot. Hi, uh, um, Elliot's been playing for long time like uh 2012-ish i think was the start and favorite accomplishment would have to be like i think top 32 at vancouver this last year that's definitely the highlight so far let's go and joining us for the first time on the pod but again if you've watched the youtube channel long enough you've definitely heard this voice before we have orion sutherland hey everybody my name is orion i've been playing since 2013 ish and probably my best accomplishment would probably be uh, 17th at daytona regionals in 2020 perfect so we've an expert cast for you and avon we missed out on yours so what's how long yeah. you been playing what's your favorite accomplishment i've been playing since the 2014 season um my favorite accomplishment would be day two of salt lake city this past year i got uh Top 32 was 29th place. Uh, other than that, uh, qualified for all the player cups during the pandemic. I was the grinder, uh, grinding all the tournaments during the pandemic. So, But my favorite accomplishment was the Salt Lake City one. Let's go. So we're going to have a very special episode for y'all. We're going to have a meta discussion. We're going to talk about what we expect for day one, specifically of the world championships. What are the decks that we expect to play against the most? What are the techs we're expecting to play against? All that other stuff, because it's coming up. It's coming up very soon. I know we've all put a lot of thought into this. What are the decks that we have to beat in order to do well? And if you're listening to this, maybe you didn't make it to Worlds this year. This isn't a bad one to listen to because Worlds is a slightly different tournament. So as a quick preface for anyone listening who doesn't know, day one of the Pokemon World Championships is not like every other tournament. You have to go X2. What does the X mean? A certain number of wins that the Pokemon company will decide seemingly at the last minute. They could have you go 3-2 in order to qualify for day two. They could have you go 7-2 to qualify for day two or realistically somewhere in between any of those. So it's a slightly different tournament in that it's not about getting that 6-2-1 into day two and playing more Swiss rounds. It's about reaching some number of wins and then starting a whole new tournament the next day with like a hundred other people who are some of the best in the game. So it's a little different preparation. You know, Worlds has 
a lot of talent there. So because of that, I assume a lot of us are kind of thinking like, all right, the lunar rocks of the world aren't going to show up. So I want us to all go through kind of what are the top three decks you expect to play against in day one? And then we'll kind of elaborate after everyone's given their top three. So, Avery, why don't you start us off? What are the three decks you expect to play against the most in day one? So what I like to do, like anybody else should be who's uh, competing, uh, is look at Limitless or anything that has like some kind of data of what's being played or just have a like, little glimpse. Uh, so our last uh, big event was NAIC, so I'll take that into perspective. But now we have actually Pokemon, the uh, new set that's uh, Pokemon Go, that's like the new mini set that's a part of our uh, new standard uh, format. But I don't think too much changes from that. But uh, so what I like to do is go on Limitless, look at what's the top uh, decks are being played right now. Uh, my three top decks that I'm for sure going to probably be playing is Arc Intel, uh, Palkia, and Mew Genesect. Uh, those are the main three. Everyone knows them. Uh, if you don't, then you're living on the rock. You should know like those are like the best decks that are in the format. Uh, so I've been prepping, playing against a lot of those decks. I'm building around how to uh, beat those decks, but I expect those are my top three. Ellie, what do you say? What would you be your top three that you're prepping for? Uh, I'm 100% prepping for Arc Intel, Palkia, and Mew. I'm a little bit less worried about Mew just because I, I feel like people are going to see that it takes a slightly rougher Arceus and Palkia, and so they might try or try to avoid it for at least day one. Uh, but definitely those first two, Arceus Intel and Palkia, seem like the massive front runners for this tournament. And Ryan, what about you? What would be your top three? I would agree with both Averin and Elliot. Um, just uh, RCS, Palkia, and Mew, just because they're all really good choices and the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this is one of, like, one of the easiest questions to start off with in this format specifically, it feels like, because it's like Arc Intel, Palk Intel, and then Mew kind of follows up there, right? So we've had this thing with Mew where it's like, all right, good players aren't going to play Mew. Then we saw the late night a couple days ago, Gabe Smart and Cal Connor, who were both very good players, met in the finals with Mew VMAX. Kind with, catchers. with catchers. Yes, the flippy Mew VMAX. Yeah, so you gotta... Yeah, I mean, like, you can't... You gotta respect Mew, no matter what. I think, because it's already a tier one deck by itself. Uh, people know how to beat it. I don't think really good players... Uh, the top of the line play will play it because they understand, like, well, everyone's playing tested against everyone knows how to beat it. So they'll um, just, what, what do you need to do is Marty path them and, like, have, like, uh, that's pretty much how you beat the deck and hope they don't, you know, they flip tails on a, a cram. Uh, but seeing that, that doesn't surprise me uh, because people are probably not, like, respecting it enough. But if if you grind really hard, you got to respect, you got to respect me. So, Orion or Elliot, other thoughts on, like, the Mewness? Do you expect to see, like, a large quantity in day one? Or is it just kind of like the, well, Mew's fine, so it's going to be the number three? Like, are people going to pick it up, try and high roll? Are you going to see catchers in Mew, just like Gabe and Cal played? Like, what are we expecting with this thing? I am probably... Oh, you can go, Elliot. Uh, 
I 100% think if we're going to see a lot of new that they will be running catchers. That's that's a big thing that like in all of the games I have played against new, that has been one of the things that have been super scary at every point in time because just the possibility that they can just knock out an Arceus and just completely ruin your board state on turn one going second, it's too yeah, it's too valuable not to run the catchers. Yeah. Around I would agree green. with, yeah, as I, I, Elliot pretty much took everything I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's just too important. I mean, that's a good sign, though. If everyone's kind of in agreement with the same thing, then uh, I think I think the group might be onto something. So <laughs> is everyone on the call kind of on the same vibe of like, I do not want to take a bad matchup to Mew in that weekend? Or if you have a deck that bodies Palkia and Arc Intel somehow and loses to Mew, would you still take that deck? Like, are you fine taking a bad Mew matchup for other places, or are you not taking a bad Mew matchup? Personally, as a personally me, I'm with Averin. I will. I refuse to take a bad Mew matchup. <laughs> Averin, nod right, your I'm... head, yes. No, yeah, I'm not taking a bad Mew matchup. Uh, I'm beating you, if anything. Um, you too. I'm having 50-50s with the other... Uh, Arkansas and the Palkia matchup. Uh, and just kind of like less worrying about the like the meme decks. Uh, I, <laughs> like I'm talking about like Miltank, Blissey, or like um, Soul Rock deck. Uh, they are good, but they can't beat RC Sentinel. So why would you bring that? You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm not going to worry about the less uh, that are like tier three, tier bottom tier decks. So, but yeah. I'm not losing you. Uh, I guess I'm going to be the one to take the opposite stance on this one, actually. Uh, I have really been liking Palkia Ice Rider recently, and that just, it's felt like it has taken such a favorable Arceus and Palkia that I'm willing to sack having a Mew, or having a bad Mew during day one. If it's one of my losses, I, I doubt that I'll see more than one. Uh, and so that's, I'm just sort of fine taking the loss. Right on. Uh, myself, I am leaning. I was originally, I was a hundred percent. Like I will lose to all the muse in the world. I don't care. And then these past couple of weeks have been happening. And, uh, I am less into the idea of losing to Mew as we move forward. With that said, if I felt like I had a good Palkia and Arceus matchup, like I were favored in those ones. Heck yeah. I'm going to lose to Mew if I can beat those things. I just don't think I have found that deck yet <laughs> where I'm like, I will beat all the Arceuses and Palkias. So Mew is, it's coming up. Now, with that said, if I'm going into day two, I might be a little more fine losing to Mew. I'm not super sure. I think, Averin, you started it off with like the upper echelon of players probably aren't going to be playing Mew to try and win worlds. Like they're not going to be flipping Cramomatic Tales and putting their entire season on the line with that. But there's a lot of Mew players out there who don't think that matters and are going to be bringing Mew, and that's that's the day one I'm expecting. The trick part for this uh, Worlds tournament to me uh, is that we play day one, right, and everybody else who has that day two might have like a slight advantage of seeing like, okay, they you know people aren't playing this really, so I could you know actually go with this uh, this deck. So. I'm actually trying to build multiple decks and trying to have, like, just in case, like, all right, I just want to get through day one. This is my day one, but I know for sure that will get me to uh, day two. 
but I do have like like some side decks just in case you know like just it just is we're I feel like we're in a disadvantage right uh, everyone's gonna see what's gonna be played and it's like oh man it's, that's the only tough part it's this is hard this is I love it I love the uh, it's a it's a challenge for me and I appreciate the challenge um, and because day two we're not playing against no they're all good players they're all great players and they're there for a reason and uh, it's gonna be fun and I'm, I'm excited. So let's jump into those like top two decks, the Arceus and the Palkia. Let's go ahead and start with Palkia. There's a lot of stuff that Palkia looks like. Are you all expecting the Isaiah Bradner for Battle VIP pass build? Or are you expecting people are going to start to branch off in these different variants? Uh, Orion, why don't you start us off? Are you expecting people to net deck Bradner and go from there? Or are you expecting people to come up with like a lot of different variants of Palkia? Um, I'm more so thinking, um, different variants of Palkia, honestly, like, Palkia can be built in so many different, like, ways, like, you could play it with, like, the, you could go back and play, like, the Turbo Palkia, or you could just play Palkia and Teleon, but there's always those, uh, like, four-ish spots where you can, like, for text that you can add for Palkia, so I don't expect, I expect two people to copy Bradner, but I expect more people to not, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Elliot, what do you think? Uh, I think having played like both a Battle VIP Pass version of the deck and it's just straight Shady Dealings focused, like less worried about the turn one explosiveness, I, I think for Palkia specifically, not any other attackers in there, I think that probably Shady Dealings is going to show up more uh, just because you're going to want to have the more options and it it's just felt like you've got more consistency late game. And I think that's just super valuable uh, compared to just having the perfect turn one. Avon, what do you think? People bringing the four VIP passes or people bringing something else? People should start playing the four VIP pass and then they'll, they'll realize, hey, I need a bat in here. And uh, uh, I think that's going to be slightly modified, but I don't think you necessarily need four VIP pass right now, currently in the uh, the list, but I can see the reason why too. But I think there needs to be like a bat for those uh, bad hands, like for like beginning of the turn. But I could see them starting off with Bradner's list and then branching off from there. Um, I do agree though with uh, what Orion said about. The uh, I think people should start looking to a little bit the the, the turbo version of like how the Aussies uh, brought it. Uh, I think they'll look into that because if you put it on pressure, it's just it's the pressure uh, that LK doesn't like. Uh, people will figure that out. But the VIP pass, the Bradner's list for sure. I think one of the biggest things for anyone listening that I found in the Palkia matchup is. Test against people who know what the V's attack does. Because that early pressure, that early aggression, if you find someone who knows that they can star portal to a V with a choice belt and cross switcher KO and Arceus, no matter how few things are on the bench, that matchup gets a lot worse. And the Palkia deck gets a lot better. So that's a big one. Brandner did that a few times uh, in in AIC. So, yes, I've seen that. Yeah, Yeah. pretty cool. It's... It's a terrifying thing. I, that said, I don't like the four battle VIP pass version, but I think I'm more afraid of it because of its explosive power. 
mm-hmm. if that makes sense. What about Tex and Palkia? Are you expecting people to play? I'm going to throw a couple out there and then we're going to run through and be like, do you expect this in an average Palkia list? So something like a tool scrapper, a tool jammer, something like a ordinary rod or a Nessa, something like a Starmie V. So I just want you to you know, take a second to think about those and then we're going to quickly run through. Do you expect something like scrapper jammer, ordinary rod, Nessa and or Starmie V in a deck or are those fringe things that you're not going to see a lot of? Uh, Averin, why don't you start us off? Do you expect to see those types of techs showing up? Absolutely. Those, all those techs that you mentioned are really good right now. Uh, the Storm is really good against Arceus decks, so you got to play around that. And you don't, that's the funny thing, it's like one of my buddies said, Trey, he was like, I never, when he was playing ANC Day 2, and he was like, I never know if they have the the Starmie, so if you want to play around that, it's a, it's a good tech and it's a free retreat. Um, it could take a big KO. A lot of people, will, their counter uh, would say, well, it gets knocked out right away. Well, you know, taking that KO on the second prize is pretty good, though. So, um, but as far as like the jammer, jammer is really good. All those techs that you said, I, I, I would expect in them, even if they don't. If I see it right away, then I know that that's in their list. All right, then just keep that in mind. Ellie, what about you? Do you think all three of those will show up in an average list? Uh, I would say so. I think the Starmie is just super valuable with how much. Arceus we're seeing right now, just being able to, you know, get that really easy knockout on the second or third turn, it seems very good. Uh, Nessa or Ordinary Rod, I think they're super important. If you're not running it, you can get, you can have some weird situations where someone will knock out the Mana Fee and then take a Greninja turn, and it'll just, it'll be a problem. Uh, and then Jammer Scrapper, I, they are both just too important not to run. Uh, I feel like you could run either or, but both of them are just very good options for solving problems. Ryan, same thoughts, different thoughts on those three techs? Um, so the techs, uh, like Rod, Scrapper, Jammer, all those I think are pretty good. Uh, I do like the Starmie too, however, I have been seeing people not play it as much, but I also wouldn't expect, I, I would expect people to bring it back for Worlds just because of, like, it's, it is very, like, what Averin and Elliot said, like, just being able to clean up an RCS or, like, just some of a bunch of energy, just one at KOing is pretty, pretty good. Starmie's an interesting one because there was a while where people were like, the card is so great, and then suddenly the card is bad, and then Finnegan Lynch tweeted out, isn't it funny how we all thought Starmie was good, and now we know it's not? And his replies were just constantly like, this card's really good, what are you talking about? <laughs> As I say, yeah, which card is, is pretty good. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if it's gonna make that comeback. You know, it's a cool. It bops Dialga. It bops uh, every Arceus variant in the world, including Duraludon, which is one of the few Arceus variants that technically See? takes good Palkia matchups. Right, and it's a free retreat. That's good. It's with the Crosswitcher build. Retreat, yeah, yes. The free retreat is always so good. <laughs> All right, let's look at the Arceus then. Arc Intel is another one, and the reason I'm saving it for the last of the big decks is because it's my personal favorite. It is 100% my safety pick. If I panic Tuesday or Wednesday night or whatever the night before is, I'm playing Arceus Intellion. I will unfortunately promise that. <laughs> I love that stupid deck. But uh, are you expecting Arc Intel to be the absolute most vanilla thing in the world? straight water version one melanie 
two Sharons, two Pal Pads? Or are you expecting to see people bring you know, a little bit of spice in it? The Radiant Zard, for example, or you know those types of things. So if your opponent flips over Arceus, attaches Water Pass, are you going to expect there to be cool stuff in there? Or are you expecting the most vanilla thing in the world? Averin, if they do that, what are you expecting? Vanilla or spice? Uh, very vanilla. I think it's because uh, that's the best way I play it. I think it's to have those two pal pads to uh, chance care. Uh, I don't expect too much of uh, of spice in Arkansas because it's kind of just very straightforward. I think people should be playing uh, dunce bars. Uh, a lot of people don't think that, but I think that the Europeans will come with like a fighting type because uh, it's Arkansas is like the best deck in the format. Everyone knows that and. As soon as you uh, take that dunce by start, that's when you're going against all the uh, the fighting types. Elliot, what about you? Your opponent attaches water to Arceus and passes. Are you expecting vanilla or spice? Uh, I'm with uh, Abram right now. It's just vanilla is too good not to play. Uh, in the amount of like techie Zard stuff I've played in the deck, it's just it hurts consistency too much to not be very valuable late game like it feels like it should solve things but it really is too hard to get out consistently to do that orion we saved you for last on this one because you've been doing well in online tournaments with what can only be described as the spiciest vanilla arceus list i've ever seen (laughs) but what do you think if your opponent flips over arceus attaches water are you expecting a bare bones vanilla are you expecting some good stuff in there so I am partially agreeing with Avon and Elliot. I think there's going to be more vanilla Arc Intel, but I expect a, I expect quite a bit of people also attacking the Radiance are just it's just a good surprise factor where you can just go bench attach belt boss, pivot knock out a Palkier Arceus just out of nowhere, plus doing maybe something else to disrupt the hand on that turn like that just seems way too powerful to pass up. So, Averin and Elliot, the Radiance Ard. Are you going to be shocked if your opponent puts down one of those? Or is that kind of like a, eh, I was expecting that, or I wasn't expecting it, but I'm not surprised by it? Averin, start us off. What do you think? The Radiance Ard, is that a big surprise factor? No, not at all. I mean, I see why people would want to play it. Um, that 280 out of nowhere is pretty good. Uh, but I think people could play around it, though, is the thing. It's like, you know that once you see it the first game, or if you see that they discarded it some way, uh, it's, you could kind of play around to expect it a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a Radiant Zard uh, on the, across from me. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Just because like, as long as people are still doing well with it before Worlds, there's going to definitely be at least a few people that go in with the uh, tech in the deck. So, yeah. So it sounds like most of us are assuming Ark Intel is going to be vanilla, but also we're going to be prepped for them to throw down a Radiance Zard choice belt and bop us out of nowhere. Okay, that makes that mean that makes perfect sense. It's one of those things where like, how's everyone else testing with Radiance Zard? Because I'm right there with Elliot, where I'm not a huge fan. I have mostly cut it from the straightforward version. You know what that said? The one that I want to throw out there for everyone is. Would you be shocked or are you expecting to run into any of the like, I'm going to use Ian Robb as the example, because I think he was the one who popularized the original list. But like 
the Zapdos and the Moltres and or Raikou or Zero Aura or, you know, this like Arceus counterbox deck. Is that something you're expecting to hit in day one? Or is that like they're going to be around, but I'm not really expecting Orion, you're shaking your head. No. So you're not expecting to hit like any no. of those counter boxes. I'm not expecting it at all. This, if it, if, 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 uh, if it does see play, it'll be, uh, at the O three tables. If I had to take a wild guess. <laughs> Avery, you agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you've been playing, uh, running everyone, I feel like who points this tournament has some kind of idea of what's going on in the format. If you play, if you play Pokemon, you know what's good in the format. Uh, you know what's uh, good. So, like, I wouldn't expect somebody to play some random counter box or whatever, because that's when you... I'd much rather play a straight consistency deck with Arc Intel or a, a straightforward Palkia uh, deck, or even uh, even with Ice Rider, uh, Palkia, that's pretty good. Um, Something that's more that has a uh, a really good engine that doesn't really clunk the deck, and uh, I don't want to prize parts where, like, let's say if we are uh, playing, uh, let's say if I was the counter box guy and I would want to prize my one of uh, lightning energy, and I'm trying to like hit a a riot, um, a Palkia for weakness, and I can't do it because it's prized. So I'd much rather play a deck that's more consistent. Uh, either go with new Arkintel or like I said, help you. Elliot, are you in the same? You're not expecting any of these bird counterbox things? I definitely don't expect it. That being said, I think if someone thinks they have broken it, they've figured out the perfect list, they figured out this price, they're not going to play it day one. They would hold it until day two. That's always an interesting one. So I guess let's take a quick aside for that. Because that's like logic I hear a lot. And I'm going to say I haven't broken the format, but if I did, I would be playing it in day one because I don't trust myself to make day two otherwise. So I would just do a very quick like through everyone. If you suddenly break the format or someone comes to you with the most broken deck in the world, would you play it day one or would you save it for day two? Averin, start us off. (laughs) What do you think? Would you bring that thing out day one or would you save it and hope you make day two? I'm playing day one. I'm playing it day one. Elliot, what about you? Uh, I think I'd hold it, but then if I don't make day two, I leak it to someone else who made day two. You're too nice. (laughs) Orion, what about you? You playing at day one if you got the broken deck? I am not so nice. I will literally be playing at day one just so I can get straight to day two with it, for sure. Yeah, I am... Unless they announce it suddenly like 3-2 to make day two, and I'm like, I could probably do that with Vanilla Arc Intel. I am, I don't think you're anywhere set in stone making day two. I am playing the spice. I'm going on stream with it. I am getting, you know, scouted by everyone in day two and getting bodied in day two, but I'm at least in day two and I got a chance. (laughs) It it may not be the best move, and I've heard plenty of people who are on Elliot's side with that one, where it's like, I am holding it and hoping to win, but... I'm not that brave. (laughs) So I want to go through a little bit of the decks that aren't in those top three. Some of the stuff that is on your radar, whether to play or to play against. So I want each of you kind of think real quick too about a couple of decks, and then we'll just go through and give off one deck that is on your radar that you might play against. And maybe kind of a quick little synopsis of like, it is good because of this, or I don't think it's good because of this. 
And then we'll have each person kind of run through one deck and you can add to it later if you need. But Orion, why don't you start us off? What's one deck that isn't in those big three that is on your radar and why you are or are not afraid of it? So the one deck that I have been seeing played and Alex Shemansky kind of popularized this, it was Dialga V-Star. Personally, I don't like the deck because I've seen a ton of players will just go Concealed Cards, Mew, uh, Mysterious Tale, Crobat, and just stick through so many cards and then have one Metal Saucer on their first turn. It can be a cruel I, mistress. I, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying so, you're not afraid of Dialga? So I am not afraid of it. No, not at all. I think the deck is... Uh, not inconsistent, but it doesn't hit what it needs, like, majority of the time, so. Just because I think Dialga is a pretty big one. Uh, real quick, afraid or not, Elliot? Uh, I'm honestly not sure what to think about Dialga. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It, <laughs> it can be such a terrible matchup for a deck and then just not do anything. So, like, that, I don't... I definitely would be like unhappy to hit it, but I wouldn't be too afraid that I'd lose. Avern, what about you? Afraid of Dialga or no? My deck sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> like no, like I mean, if you play, if you know how to play it, so like there's ways of playing it. Like what uh, Ryan said, uh, you'll you'll see your opponent go through a entire deck and then just have this one loan. Diago with one energy, and then we'll either have the Zation and uh, the Sword for nothing or whatever. But uh, and then you just boss it up. I mean, just if you know if you play against the deck and you understand how to beat it, then it's like all right, this deck's not that scary at all. Um, no, definitely not afraid of that deck. No, no. I will say I am afraid of the deck if Xander sits across from me with Dialga. Then I'm afraid of the deck. But uh. It's, yeah, I'm right there with everyone else. It is terrifying when it pops off, but it pops off less than Mew, it feels like. So unless someone's cracked the code, it's fine. If you're playing Dialga and you've cracked the code, bring it. Heck yeah. I'm not telling you not to bring it, but I haven't cracked the code. That's for sure. Same here. <laughs> All right. How about another deck that wasn't in the big three and isn't Dialga? Elliot, what is another deck that is on your radar and are you afraid of it or not? Just sort of anything that's Arceus and one other chunky attacker, uh, because anyone's going to be like drawn to something that'll take a favorable Palkia, and most of those decks like Arceus Mewtwo, Arceus Duraludon, will take a favorable Palkia. I'm not too worried about hitting them because like they should lose to other things, but like yeah, I, I definitely would expect to see at least one uh, throughout my day one. So the kind of Arceus plus big thing. So when you said chunky attacker, I was like, oh, like flying Pikachu or something. But you're like just straight up like it's Arceus and there's one Duraludon on the bench or Arceus and one Mewtwo V Union on the bench or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Avern, what about you? What is a deck that we haven't mentioned yet? Are you afraid of it or not? Uh, Arceus V Union has been picking it up uh, attention. I played you on uh, one of these games where I had a Mimikyu, but I had the V Union in there. It was like the early uh, stages of... Oh, I, I remember the game. I remember, and I was like, there's no way he's actually testing this thing. <laughs> and, and I eventually got down to the Arc V unit, and then out of nowhere, like, people were playing that. I'm like, what the heck? And then, uh, but... Uh, so, 
that deck is interesting. Uh, I'm not afraid of it. No, because I've been playing that actually before it's, it started. Uh, I think it has potential, but uh, I'm not afraid of it. I think one more that uh, we definitely have to get to. Eh, there's a couple. I'm going to throw them out there for yeah, everyone to discuss. But uh, the first one, the most obvious, no one has mentioned the deck that won NAIC. <laughs> Normally, you'd assume it's like the same format. You're like, oh, Crobat Flying Pikachu has to be absolutely broken. So I guess why is no one here super afraid of Azul GG's winning Arceus Flying Pikachu deck? So just kind of do a quick run through. Are you expecting it to show up a lot? And if so, or if not, why not? So Orion, start us off. Azul's winning deck or something similar to it. Um, so I actually haven't, I haven't thought about this uh, for a bit, but uh, I kind of want to go with, I think it will see play just because Azul did win NAIC with it. But I don't, I, I'm not. Sh I'm not sure. Um, I don't think the deck is particularly well positioned for worlds, just because people know about it now. But I'm not. I, I'm not a hundred percent. So that's fair. Elliot, what do you think? Uh, I, I definitely agree that it'll see at least a little bit of play because it's already seen success. But I think that does. You know, because it's done well, people respect it enough that they'll test against it. And I also think the meta has shifted enough uh, away from you, away from, like, Palkia being the deck with, that everyone is playing, uh, that I think it's not that great at this point in time. Avery, you're on the same. What's the question? On the Arceus Flying Pikachu Crobat, Azul's deck. Yeah, uh, I don't think we'll see that much play. Even Azul mentioned that he won't, he won't play it again. Uh, I got 20 games in with it, and I usually take my notes on uh, all of the on the matchups. I went 15 and five with it. It's not that you know, um, and reason why it lost and stuff like that. But it, it does take an unfavorable matchup against Arc Intel. So like, if people are going to be playing Arc Intel, and you don't want to play, uh, you you don't want to play. Um, Pika, uh, RC's Pika, Flying Pikachu, uh, because of the healing. Yeah, we can't, there's, we can't really, the deck can't really handle that. Um, but as far as people playing it, I don't see people playing it like that because, like I said, if you play just enough, if you understand the format or understand how decks work, uh, you wouldn't want to play that deck. Uh, it does have good matchups against like Mew and, uh, Palkia, but, if people are playing Arc Intel, you don't want to play that deck. I think my favorite thing with the deck, and something that I don't expect a lot of, but I'm going to assume other people are trying out a lot of, is that deck plays B-Barrel and four Marnies and four Paths. And I said that on the call before the pod started, but if I figure out how to play a deck with four Marnies, four Paths, and B-Barrel, I am in. I love it so much. <laughs> Avon, you're against that? No, I agree. Then you're you're that's that's the how you beat the uh, the meta. If you can Marnie at Marnie Path, you know that's that's it. You know you just hit it right on the head, and that's why I think that he found uh, found success because if you Marnie at Intel Engine, then you know they break out off of that, and he knows that. And that's why he played that uh, that engine right there. But, yeah, you'd be amazed. You never think like, oh, Path doesn't shut off Shady Dealings, and they have so many outs to Shady Dealings. 
But if Inteleon can't build a hand, and the hand that they've built because they scoop up netted is now on the bottom of their deck, right? It it gets pretty rough for them sometimes. Yep. Keyword sometimes though. All right, one more. I'm gonna say big one. I guess two more, but this one's it's big. It's chunky. It's very uh, European. Stonejourner. Is Stonejourner VMAX a real deck you would expect to play against? It's got good Arceus and Palkia matchups, I think. Averin, start us off. Stones, yes or no? No. <laughs> no, it's bad, or no, you're not going to play against it? No, I'm not going to play against it. And I, I could be zero and zero day one. Shit, <laughs> that deck is not good either. Elliot, do you agree? No stones? I don't think it's a good thing to play, but at the same time, I really do not want to hit it. <laughs> like, that sounds like a horrible round to play through. <laughs> Ryan, are you afraid of the stones? Um, to play against it, uh, if, if I sit across from someone playing Stonejourner, yes, but at the same time, uh, like Elliot said, if if I sit across from it, it's going to be a horrible time. But like Averin said, I don't think it's going to see play. I think the deck. I also think the deck is not great because you also you can just open one stone journer, go attach pass, and then have multiple turns where you just don't find a basic after a Kabu for eight, and it's just like it just feels. Horrible. So, all right, let's go with the yeah. ooh Averin. I can't see somebody like playing their. <laughs> with that deck so i don't think that's just right i think no. that, that that's a good way to look <laughs> at it you just ask yourself would someone bet their world's trip on right especially i'm far, I'm far as all heck i'm like it's 10 <laughs> hours. i'm not gonna go there just to play stones i mean if somebody's gonna do that i mean they're gonna be a local or somebody i'm not sure props to them if they think they can go for it with it but like <laughs> heck no it's not me <laughs> It's a tough one because, like, there was a 2019 world. Someone played a theme deck in day one just because they wanted I, to meet. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there was a pandemic that shut us down for two years. This world's is a, a slightly different vibe. We're like, oh, I haven't done anything. So if you're going. Yep. It's, I, I don't know if Stones is the move. How about the real control deck, Mewtwo Mill Tank? Is this something that you expect to hit in day one? And if so... Is it something you're actually like concerned about? Uh, Orion, start us off. Mewtwo Miltank. Sanders, absolutely broken control deck. Um, I'm going to say yes. I do th see this deck uh, seeing play, especially since it can. I think it can get through day one pretty well. But I think if you're going to play it, I think when you get to day two, when it's like the better, better players, I think it's not going to be as good because people are going to know how to play against it as well. And even then, it might not be a good day one either because it's like people will know how to play against it now because it's not a surprise factor anymore as well. So I, on both ends, I could see it, but I also don't see it. Elliot, you afraid of Mewtwo Miltank? Do you think it's going to be going to show up? I do think it'll show up. Uh, in some of the local testing that has been happening with like local tournaments and stuff, People who bring it consistently do well, just because the deck can just shut down so many things. Uh, but at the same time, like I think some of the decks that are getting hyped right now, like Palkia Ice Rider and stuff like that, just takes 
such a favorable matchup that it might see less play than I initially thought. Avon, what do you think? Is it going to show up? I expect that people are, will probably bring it. We have it now. Got it. I would probably agree. It's one of those things that, like, if we were to rank the best decks, I'd strongly consider putting it in the top three. But since we just ranked the best decks in popularity, it's definitely not going to be one of the three most popular. But it is good. And I would expect it to show up in some way, shape, or form, for sure. Because it's... Mewtwo V Union is a good card. <laughs> it's a good card, and I think... Or a different version. Uh, usually mm-hmm. what tends people the better players do they won't they don't bring the same decks they it'll they'll it'll be a little bit different um and that's something that you got to consider too as well that but is if if he does bring like a, a control deck it's not going to be the same it's going to be i think there's so much um potential in the format where you could build lists to where like it's going to be control like you can and, and i know it's out there uh but i think it'll be like a different form oh yeah control has so many tools right now like people are like oh control's missing something i don't i think control's just missing someone to put it all together (laughs) not actual cards control was missing something but not in this format (laughs) yeah it's it seems fine right now now it's not even counting like pokestop could be cool blissey could be cool like pokemon go gave control maybe cards keywords maybe I say Pokestop for sure. Outside of that, I'm not so sure. <laughs> but yeah. Definitely stuff out there you could do. Oh, yeah. So before we close out, are there any other thoughts of the meta for day one of Worlds that we have not mentioned yet? Text that you think people are going to be showing up with? Decks and or things that you're like slightly more afraid of? Like, I know, Avery, you mentioned people should be playing Dunsparce and Arceus, you know, something like that, where you're like, this should be happening. This shouldn't be happening. I'm expecting this. You know, any other major thoughts for anyone? Or do we get um, it mostly covered? All right. I was going to say, uh, we didn't talk about this deck, I don't think, yet. Rapid Strike Urshifu VMAX? Yeah. Is this a real deck that's going to show up? Um, personally, I could see it if there's not a lot of Mew around. Which, it's it's probably number three, so it actually could, it could be okay. I don't know. Yeah. Not 100%. So full disclosure, I did test like four hours of Rapid Strike Urshifu the other day with someone else who's going to Worlds as my locals. We tested the Palkia matchup. It turned out to technically be favored for Rapid Strike Urshifu. Keyword's technically there. I don't know if I could pilot it solo and make it favored. But uh, you cannot beat Mew. And if you play the version that can beat Mew, I don't think you beat Palkia. Because you need all of these cute little texts to beat Palkia. So yeah, that's... Yes, I'm not saying people won't bring it, but yeah, you're right. It's like you either lose to Mew or you lose to Palkia. At least it feels like if people figure it out, good for them. They're winning worlds, but that thing, it's it's interesting for sure. And it's one of those things too. anyone listening to this. Just remember, because people come into my Twitch chat all the time. They're like, aren't you afraid of Tord bringing Rapid Strike Urshifu? Tord is in day two. I'm not worried about that until I make it there. <laughs> until then, <laughs> I'm worried about whatever is going to show up there. Uh, other thoughts? Uh, like what Orion said about 
first. You fucking see somebody trying to bring that, but it'll probably be dates not until day two. It. Um, I just think that you would have to build it with the dark factors though, to, in order to like beat. Like it'll be like a one one. Uh, Galarian Ultras, the V Max and the V. I mean, sorry, the uh, the V and the Baby uh, Ultras. Because uh, I can't see just not, not like take the L strip to like Mew. I just can't see them having that that uh, in their in their list. Ellie, any other thoughts that uh, haven't been touched on? Uh, I don't think we covered anything with Ice Rider yet. Uh, okay, I, you're I you're the Ice Rider player. <laughs> I I am the Ice Rider player. Uh, I I really like the deck. I don't know how good it is if people see it coming. Like if people think it's going to be super viable, I'm not sure how good it will be. But if it's not something people are testing a bunch and expecting to be a front runner, I think it could do things. And I, I yeah, I just really like the deck. Let's do a quick little round robin on this one. Uh, Avrin, are you expecting Ice Rider Palkia to show up in large enough numbers to matter? In large enough numbers? Yeah. Uh, I can see playing against like once or twice. Uh, I think it's, the problem with it, it just can't hit the bigger number. Like it hits 280, so you could do 250, 280, and you play the Leon. But like, let's say. I'm I'm respecting you, dude. And so you can't <laughs> they, if they play uh, the Oracorio, it's gonna be tough just for that. I'm not sure. Uh, I originally started playing the with uh what you were saying the Palkia Ice Rider originally with the Intellion that had those two, uh, and then just hitting those numbers the three thirty, you would have to play the the Leon right uh, to get up for the bigger numbers. But I think the better number to hit for this tournament is 310. If you can hit 310, I think you'd be fine. 310 is the number for my, that's like what, I, what I'm thinking in my head. I'm hitting, trying to hit 310 and above. If you're finding a deck that constantly hits 310 and above, please leak. I'll play it with you. <laughs> Ryan, are you uh, expecting a lot of Ice Rider in day one? Um, Not a whole lot, but at least one to two probably one okay so you won't be shocked if your opponent flips over an ice rider v no well thank you all so much uh shout outs orion why don't you start us off where can the people find you if they want more of you okay uh so i have twitter and facebook you can follow me on twitter at orion underscore blounds one uh i post some uh made all my tournaments online and all my IRL tournament accomplishments there. And then you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, I'm still working on changing my name there, but you can follow me at Joshua Sutherland there. But otherwise, you can... Uh, and then shout-outs to my sponsored team, Team Infinite Gaming. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. Elliot, where can people find you if they want more of you? Uh, really just either kevin's discord or uh twitter at me 3 op uh yeah that's that's really the two main places avern what about you where can the people find you on twitter i'm underscore plays and then the number four days so play four days on twitter uh shout out to my girlfriend and my two kids and uh my friends back home the pttp crew back home uh my testing partner here in arizona uh trey 
Uh, he's the one that's been coming by and helped me test and whatnot. Uh, shout out to them. And uh, shout out to everybody that's going to be watching uh, the World Championships that's going to be in two weeks that we'll be playing. Uh, thanks for watching. And of course, myself, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Mellow underscore Magikarp. Uh, leave a review with preferably all the stars on whatever podcasting platform you listen to. And this is another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. We'll catch you all next week.